gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present this podcast to you in all its glory. They are the bearded wonders, the twin sons from different mothers. He is Blake. He is Sal. And together they are the Blake and Sal Show. And if you're not okay with that, I have two words for you. Stay tuned. Sal Show, episode number 342. I'm Blake. Let me bring on my co-host, first of all, the biggest film podcasting, the man obsessed with White Claw. Sal, how you doing? <laughs> uh, first of all, I haven't heard that song in forever. And second of all, they need to do a Steiner Math remix, because I think <laughs> that would be really good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's also bring on the man, the myth, the legend, the man who is drinking Diet Pepsi for some reason on the air. Mark, Dad, how you doing? <laughs> Less filling it tastes great. That is not how this works. Um, oh, Sal, okay. Sal, this is actually uh, a CJ request. He got obsessed with this song right now. So that's why <laughs> it was stuck in my head. So I'm like, I, uh, why not? <laughs> this is Remember the Name, Fight Important, Fort Minor, and Styles. I'm doing well, despite the, uh, doing well despite the wonderful dreary weather we're having. Yeah, it's, Sal, it's like ridiculously windy here. We were yeah, in the room. Like, what are you like? Yeah. So let's introduce. We have a full panel here. We have a, we have a full crew here. The Zoom window is full, which is nice. It's nice today. I like this. Last week it was just the three of us. So first of all, coming in from the PW Torch. Fresh from the Triple H media call, Kelly Wells. How you doing? Hey, I'm Kelly Wells, and uh, the weather sucks here too. Um, <laughs> Yay! And the good news is I can't be outside anymore because I got th- three podcasts and one uh, conference call to do. Um, well. <laughs> so there's no reason to be outside. Uh, yeah, just was on the Triple H conference call, and it was uh, a tiny bit juicier than usual, just because they had Ooh. a good thing and. Um, yeah, a couple of little things. Uh, he and Meltzer, you know, Meltzer always tests him and sees like how uh, how how run up he can get him. He's like, uh, hey, why don't you change to a different day? And uh, I can't believe he asked like, a question. Hey, I can't <laughs> I can't just decide to. Like, it's not just us. It's got to work for the the uh, network as well. So and we'll um, get more into 
Yeah, we'll get more NXT as we get into the show. First of all, I do have someone who, at the last second, she just means like, I could do the show. I could do the show. And that would be my beautiful wife, whose music does not want to play. <laughs> Come on. There we Mandy Love, how you doing? How are you guys? Nice to meet you officially, Kelly. There. Um, I, I have not met you. I and on some level knew you existed. But, uh, <laughs> yes. No, I'm, I've been a figment of Blake's imagination for the past. <laughs> I did consider that. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say your Pac-Man room is amazing? Oh, you like that? It's yeah, that's something my daughter made for me for Christmas two years ago. That's awesome. Oh, that's really cool. That is super yeah. cool. <laughs> that is really my super... Atari shirt too, but I wore that yesterday. Oh, wow. fair enough. All right, so let's start the show. We'll get into things. Help support the show. Find all the platforms you can find the show and other products we work on at theblakeandsalshow.com. Sal. Uh, yeah, and you can buy our shirts, stickers, hoodies, um, 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 eye cream and more. <laughs> public store. I couldn't think of anything else. Uh, You're running out of jokes. Com or, <laughs> or you can go to T Public and search the show, and you can actually go to belowthecollar.com as well and search the show and get shirts there. Not all items actually available. Style, you're running out of jokes. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I really the Blake and Sal show shoelaces? No, that's not a thing. <laughs> not a thing. All right. Quick commercial break. Come back. I can get a plug in and then we'll get started. All right. Um, this week, I am over on Wildcat Minute. Great commercial. I know. It's awesome. I, the ads have actually been fantastic from when I hear on posts. In posts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm guesting over on Wildcat Minute this week, talking about high school. Um, I was on Tuesday's show. I'm also on Thursday's show. Also going to be on an episode of Burnick and ABCs. I don't know when that's airing because Tracy didn't know when it was airing. So I, filmed that, I recorded that last night. I don't know what's airing though. So coming soon, right. be over there. Talking about if I had a million dollars. And funny part is, it's part one of two. <laughs> so, I'm on the first part of that episode. <sighs> so, a lot going on on my end. The, don't worry, the guest spots are almost over. I only have one more scheduled. I did like five in two weeks. Now with inflation, I wish I had $10 million. Actually, it's 1.845. We did that math last night. <laughs> <laughs> was, was, was that through Steiner math? That's through... 1992 to 20. We did the math. Uh, <laughs> did about it. All right. Before we get to wrestling, Sal, I promised you on our last show we'd do this real fast, but we'll do a big show next week. fact that that song is like everywhere now like everywhere <laughs> so um getting yeah, the finals finally ended on monday 59 day playoff run and made it just happy because she gets so stocky for the last three months um Tampa Bay won the stanley cup and he's two nothing winning this year is four to two victor hedman 
compromise winner. Not going to lie. Didn't expect him to win it. Sal, quick thoughts, and then I'll tell you what we're doing next week. Um, it's, uh, it, it was, it was an entertaining postseason, and, um, I, they did a fantastic job, and they handled it perfectly. Absolutely no one was sick the entire time, which I think was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And, yes. um, I guess, uh, we'll see what happens in December, question January, mark, if that's yeah. when the new season starts. Something like that. Um, so here's what we're going to do next week. Instead of doing anything hockey week, because honestly, we have a lot to talk about. Next week, I already talked to Mike. And Sal, you and Mike are going to do a full show next week, recapping the entire playoffs, everything going on. We have the draft this weekend. We have a lot to discuss. So we'll do it all next week. Let's do, have a nice, fun show about it. Uh, Mandy, you just unmuted. questions. Go ahead. One, did anyone expect Tampa Bay to make it? Uh, into the finals and win. Um, and they're out there. They're one of the best teams in the league. Okay. <laughs> and the second question is, whatever the NHL is doing, uh, as far as uh, working with the health restrictions, uh, are they going to like send the instructions to other leagues? That it's called way? bubble play. Maybe that's what's yeah. called. It's called being in a bubble and. Sacrificing your life for the, for for three months—that's what that's called. <laughs> there and is not, no and not calling hookers to your hotel room, NBA. Uh huh. So, no. That's that's the difference. The the NHL <laughs> players, as always, took things seriously, as always. Okay. <laughs> now let's get into the uh, NFL and the, their. Well, real fast, real fast, because we want to be a lot to discuss. So go ahead. <laughs> I just want to say that I'm very sad that Clutter Buff did not win, but I'm very happy that Shadden Kirk did. Mandy was obsessed with that during the conference finals. <laughs> she was obsessed with that during the conference finals. Uh, <laughs> All right. There we go. All right. So, yeah, the NFL's having COVID issues. We have, we have we have wrestling COVID issues to get to. That was actually addressed on the media conference call. So let's get into wrestling. That's why Kelly's here. And Mandy's, like, so happy we don't have to talk hockey now when she's here. <laughs> so... This is the problem with, with being married to a hockey fan. You do with it until it's over. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Nobody calls for the nature boy, Ric Flair, to come on here and say a thing or two. You all deserve this. Under the sea. Under the sea. Oh, And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. Akuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. Up. Listen. Because. 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 I am Lance Catamaran. By the way, I do want to make a note. Now that we're in the wrestling section, whoever whoever thought that putting um, Robert Roode versus Drew McIntyre as the main event of Raw head-to-head with a massive football game and the end of the Stanley Cup Finals is an absolute moron. Because <laughs> that was the first time in, what, about 10 years I actually turned off the Raw main event to watch something else. Wow. <laughs> first time. That says a lot. It says a lot. What's going on here? So, um, I forgot to put the the, the news jingle on here. because someone give me a news jingle, please? Thank you. Sal, take it away. Cool. Um, Nikki Cross, Shannon Baszler, and uh, Nia Jax all got pulled from Clash of Champions. Uh, they were 
not medically cleared uh, after news of a COVID outbreak at NXT came out. Uh, so, Kelly, you're, you're right in the midst of the NXT world. What do you know about this COVID outbreak happening at NXT last week? Okay, so here's what's interesting. It seems to be traced to a number of people that are known like, like they kind of thumb their nose at the pandemic, maybe kind of believe in it to various degrees or not at all. Um, if you follow Tom Stout, who's on my podcast, PWT Talks NXT and NXT eight years back, he follows everybody on social media. I can only follow so much wrestling on social media because wrestling fans are the worst, but um <laughs> I mean, you guys know that. Uh, so, <laughs> um, a lot of the faces that were missing from NXT last week are ones that we know as people who are, well, in, in two cases, are part of QAnon, uh, like believe in all that, and then, um, but also are just like anti-maskers and things like that, and. It seems to be traced to them, and there were questions on the media call about whether there would be punishments. And it was this is actually like the third show in a row that Jason Powell took like my question almost word for word, <laughs> but uh, but I had something else lined up. Um, yeah, so Shayna and uh, and these who, who were the three? It was um, Nikki, um, Shayna, and Nia. They all got pulled Nikki, from Shana Nia. Nia. So these are these are all ones who live in Orlando all year round, or at least had up until recently. Um, and I may uh, it's hard to say where it all started, but um, but Triple H did sound a little bit frustrated with the fact that so many talents just think this is over because they want it to be. Um, he was pretty. He was. He holds back because holding back is a large part of his job. But um, but you could tell he was frustrated with how some are not following the protocols. Yeah, fair enough. Um, well, interesting. The attribution also wasn't on Raw this week for the same reasons. It seems like so interesting. Um, honey, any thoughts? <laughs> that, that, you know what? I know this is an audio podcast, but that works for me. See, for those that were, uh, obviously aren't here to see this, she put her hand on her head just shook her head. Because honestly, I feel the same way. Just that, if, if we haven't figured out in the past six months that this is real and to wear a mask and wash your hands and just be a decent fucking human being, I don't think we're going to be able to teach some people that. This is true. This is definitely true. Dad, that's. My my thing is is I don't know how many times it's got to be brought up and basically drilled into people's heads or take a two by four to their head, whatever comes first. But the science and the medicine, Doctor Fauci has said that this is what we need to be doing. And if people look at this and saying, "This is all fake. It's just the flu. Just the flu." Tell it to the families whose loved ones have died from this. That is no joke. True. This will kill you. And this is why we are following rules, is to stay healthy and stay alive. I know. If you neglect to follow the rules, then that's on you, but don't bring it to me. Because if you do bring it to me, I will hurt you myself. <laughs> I, I, I say this a lot, 
and I think people don't realize this, I do work in the middle of the street, and I do see everything going on from a different point of view. Wear your mask, people. Like, be serious. Stop, stop fucking around at this point. It's not a joke. It really is not a joke. So, Sal, let's let's go move on to a topic that actually came up, and I heard right at the end of the conference call today. Uh, yeah, Tegan Knox underwent surgery to repair a torn ACL. Oh, what is it now? The third injury, Kelly, that she's been had now. It's her third very major injury, and they all three happened when there were plans just getting started for her. Yeah. Tegan has not been produced very well. Um, she She's kind of boring. Like She brings stuff to the table as a worker, but she, she has not been produced in a way for us to really know her until the last handful of weeks. Yeah. And mm-hmm. now at this time where we're saying like the nicest things we've ever said about her on the podcast and how everything's coming together. Of course she gets bit by this bug again. Um, Is it the same leg or same knee? uh, uh, He didn't go into that. So she's actually had, she's had both done. Yeah. Right. Okay. So does it matter Mm -hmm. really? (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. she's had the worst luck because she was also the wrestler that was injured at the Mae Young Classic. During a match, yeah, Again, she, well, she was re- going to win one more match in the May Young Classic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That's she's crazy. got horrible luck, and I totally agree, Kelly, that she was finally like she's always showed the potential in wrestling, but she was finally showing a personality, and she was showing us more of herself. Um, and I would have loved to have seen what her and Candace could have done. It's yeah. it's definitely a shame. Um, has anyone checked on Hayden? I was just thinking the same thing. Hayden leave from the show. Hope he's okay because he's had a rough year. First, first he comes out as a lesbian, and now he's hurt again. He's having a rough year. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so my, my whole thing is with her is when they had her for the dinner with the Garganos, which was awesome, by the way. You know <laughs> how you could see her character developing, and now with this. I mean, are they looking at like a sixty-eight month time frame? ACL. I mean, sixty-eight is expected. Yeah, it so could be sixty a year. It could be up to a year. Yeah, it could be uh, worse. And given the fact that this is not a first for her, it's really hard to say um, how long this is going to be. And and honestly, at what point does WWE see her as more of a liability than anything else? Unfortunately. Yeah, Triple H did say he he continued to put her over and um, said that he couldn't wait to have her back and to uh, to really see what they can make of her now. So if nothing, like he's not the one who makes the final decision all the time, but um, but he at least really wants this to happen for Tegan. Yeah, that, it sucks. <laughs> um, she, she always has reminded me a little of Bailey, and I feel like she could kind of move into that role for young females. Um, if she could just stop getting hurt. <laughs> but no one has mentioned whether or not it's a career-ending injury, correct? I think Triple H would have said that. I think he would have said that in the conference call if it was. So, yeah, yeah, he talked about her coming back. So, yeah. Um, okay. I mean, you never know, but uh, but he talked about her coming back. All right. All right, Sal, let's go to some actually like more happy news. <laughs> Uh, WWE announced that the draft will take place uh, on SmackDown on October the 9th. 
and then completing on Raw on the 11th. Translation, we have something to talk about on the show after that. Yay! We have something to talk about! Because we had nothing that week. We have something to talk about that week. So yay for that. That's more what this is here for. Now you know what we're talking about in two weeks on the show. So, there you go. Sal, so, his next story is for Kelly. I put it here because I know Kelly knows more than we do. So go ahead. Uh, I'm going to need help with the name. Of course. Actually, you know what? Uh, hey, what? Oh. Sal. Sal, you know what? Kelly, I'm going to throw it to you. You have the run sheet in front of you. You know the oh, name better than, I, I, than we do. You can read it for us. Uh, Go um, for it. Yeah, so... Run sheet, run sheet. Um, I'm going to fill this with uh, with words. It's okay. Um, that's the new, new Japan, so that's oh, what it is. There it is. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the New Japan stuff. Yes. Almost there. Computer. It's all good. Going slow. Computers okay. go slow. This is the best part of a podcasting sometimes. <laughs> President Harold May will be stepping down. Um, that's, I don't know about shocking, but he hasn't been there very long. And I know that they were talking about uh, him doing a pretty decent job, but he could have been an intended stopgap where they don't really announce that he's not in it for the long haul. Um <laughs> He's being replaced uh, as a New Japan president by New Japan America CEO Takami Obari. Um, New Japan of America is it's largely undefined, but right now they're doing a lot of work because uh, New Japan has a lot of wrestlers who are over here and they can't get over there. So they're putting on a weekly show called New Japan Strong um, and they're doing that every week and putting those up each I don't know. I don't live in, in Friday, now, but I think they, Friday's. Friday. Okay. And um, I'm caught up on it. I just can never remember what day it goes up. Um, so yes, it's uh, that show's been a lot of fun and a lot of new talent. You don't know which ones are going to actually go to new Japan and which ones are just, you know, to fill the hour that they have. But, um, but it's interesting because new Japan is hitting on a lot of cylinders right now. It seems like everything is going great since they got back. Uh, no, Outbreaks, um, one or two injuries, but you expect those. Uh, but seemingly no outbreaks. So, um, and right now they're in the midst of a G1 climax that is going extremely well. So timing is interesting. I, I'll be interested to see what else comes out, if anything, about Harold May stepping down because they made a big deal of it when he stepped into the role. Yeah, I was just surprised it happened in the middle of the G1. That's what surprised me. It's more not even the fact that he stepped down; the fact that it happened in the middle of the G1. Right. It's uh, this is the G1 climax for anyone listening who doesn't know. That's their big tournament every year. It is, to be honest, probably a bigger deal than the championship. The belts in New Japan mean something, but the leagues and the tournaments are a big, big deal because the champions are in them and they don't usually win them. But uh, they're round robin tournaments, uh, two blocks, and the winners face each other. And it takes uh, the G1 climax takes literally a month. It's 20 shows over the course of a month and um and it's it's basically as if this would be like if vince mcmahon can step down between the two wrestlemania nights like that's that's what's going on here yeah that's why it surprised me all right sal last news story this is more political than anything else but i had to bring it up go ahead sal uh, the Rock put out a video endorsing Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, making it the first time he's ever given a presidential endorsement. This is a big deal. I'm sorry, but this is a very big deal for a star like him to do this. Am I right, Sal? Yeah. 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 I say it's a pretty big deal. Dad, thoughts? My thing is, and he's right. just said it. He's never done this before. 
and I'm not sure why he decided to do it now, except I think he wants a lot of people that are undecided to vote to vote. And and I guess that's where a lot of problems is, is there are people undecided to vote or how to vote or haven't been registered, and those are the people that this message is getting out to. So vote, 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 which is great. Uh, I just don't know if other celebrities are going to follow suit and say oh, who they're endorsing. Obviously, you're not on social media ever <laughs> because you don't see every single celebrity. I, like, almost all of them sided with Biden. It's hysterical to I, me. <laughs> I, I try not to be on social media because uh, things kind of tend to make me irritated. Daryl, in point. Honey, any thoughts? Fair enough. Uh, Kelly, I'm not sure where you're leaning on the political scale, but this is a pretty big deal. Uh, yeah, I'm, um, I mean, I'm left of Liberace, man. Fair I, enough. I, I'm, I'm pretty far left. Uh, but, and I don't bring up that kind of thing very often um, on podcasts or anything either. So to be on the level of, like, I'm known by torch listeners right and i already feel like man do i really want that out there and the rock is known by everyone so um (laughs) he's been extremely careful it is not i don't think any kind of surprise that this is where he lands uh but the fact that he's never said it is just he's he's a really careful public figure because he is the like the second or third most bankable star in the world right now um, so it is a big deal. And um, and why now? It's because I think he just thinks it finally is important enough that someone get defeated that mm-hmm. it's time for him to speak. I think take a risk on his part, part like you said. Um, he is putting his neck out there. He will most likely lose money over this based on endorsement deals, um, his relationship with McMahon, uh, and so forth. And I think it, it's just it's proof that enough has been enough and you know we finally need to stand up true it's very true if, if you notice a lot of celebrities are basically focusing on the point you know vote register to vote right get out mm-hmm. to vote let's get you know everyone motivated to vote because they want to have every single vote count right as opposed to four years ago where People mm-hmm. could have went like, oh, I really don't have any interest in this. True. On a side note, can Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, oh, email, can thing. they all stop telling me to register to vote and to vote? We were already I've voted. Already we voted already. We're done. We're in. We're good. <laughs> but that's that's one of those social media platforms where it keeps reminding you to register to vote or go to vote. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if Twitter does this. Everyone does. Every single one does multiple times a day. On on another side note, for the amount of money that both men are putting into mailing me crap, we could have probably solved world hunger. Or maybe you get a a cure for COVID. (laughs) Or we could have gotten that second stimulus check. Yep. There you go. All right. Um, I think if you look at our show logo, you know where we stand. So, Vote, vote, vote. I did that on purpose so people realize this is where we stand, guys. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Quick notes, and Sal, your favorite part of the show. Come on. Here it comes. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome! Yay! 
Kelly, you haven't been in a while. We do this now. <laughs> we have a Thunderstone bit now. Um, <laughs> but um, here's something, though. For the second time, I can actually say, we were in Thunderdome this past Friday on SmackDown. And more than likely... Hands sitting next to each other again? No, that was just on Monday. Yeah, Kelly, I don't even know if you know this. Last Monday on Raw, me and Mandy were in Thunderdome, and we were sitting next to each other. Oh, wow. <laughs> a completely coincidental. <laughs> we were in different rooms like we are now. Yeah, like right. I, yeah, so it was hysterical. Different parts of the house, yet we ended up next to each other in the Thunderdome. <laughs> Where's the kiss cam when you need it? Yeah, it was yeah, really, right. really cool. So, but oh, Friday, man. Friday, Mandy put got me and CJ in the Thunderdome. And CJ got tired, went downstairs. Mandy sat next to me, and all of a sudden, she's hard cam dead center right behind everybody for the last hour of the show <laughs> it was insanity to watch but honey i think you'll laugh at this Every, now people are wondering what what goes on in the thunderdome what goes on last week we couldn't give a good report because it wasn't we didn't get the full experience of the thunderdome this week we got the full experience including the annoying producer that apparently is sitting right by vince mcmahon because we kept hearing vince in the background <laughs> um, telling us to cheer and to boo but my personal favorite thing is in the middle of the is how do you feel about AJ Styles show us how you feel give us a thumbs down give us this come on people see, he's on the way out we can see you on the screen this was the entire show this was the entire show <laughs> and my was... personal favorite was when they were like tell us how you feel about Bailey and Blake's like <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a weird conflict <laughs> So that they've was entertaining. Been, they've been really monitoring it because I haven't really seen any shenanigans going on. I think they have there been. There hasn't been many no, shenanigans they, at all. And the fun part is, it's like a two-minute delay. So, like, I have the time at one point while Mandy's here to run into another room to take a video of her in another room. Like, I had that much time. <laughs> So it's really cool. Like the, she was they, I, the minute we realized she was on TV was she was dancing the Jay's entrance. So I literally ran to another room to get the video. <laughs> it was hysterical. Okay. Hey, number one, he's got it, it's a it's a catchy little ditty. Yes. And, and number two. And, and number two, the the. Uh, Thunderdome experience has gotten a lot better since my first time in the Thunderdome. However, yeah. that guy is really fucking annoying. Oh my god. <laughs> it was actually annoying CJ. I married was Blake. Hey. I'm saying he's annoying. Hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> the one was, CJ was getting annoyed oh, because shit. it kept so interrupting the theme music. Okay, so. Are, okay, so are you telling me, sir? Dead? You there? Yeah. Is, it, is is this the producer that when you're act? Hello. We we can barely I'm hear awesome. you. We can barely yeah. hear you. Okay. This. How's this? Okay. We can hear you now. It was okay you, you were going in and out. Your internet was going in and out. That's so, all it was. Okay. So my. Question is that you're saying. Does anybody that, else notice that Dad will say my question is very clearly, and then it's. <laughs> Dad, if you want, drop out, go uh, fix your internet, and come I back hate in. The internet. Come back in. It's easier. So, all right. 
Um, I think Dad was trying to ask about the producer. And the fun part for me wasn't even the producer. It was hearing Vince McMahon yelling at the producer to yell at us. <laughs> that was some of my favorite stuff that was happening on SmackDown. Like, where is this guy sitting that I could hear Vince and Bruce Richard? Like, I could hear them. How to clear her. I don't know if you caught this. I don't know if you caught this, but who, who did Corbin face? Um, was it? Riddle. It was Riddle. Riddle. It was Riddle. Yeah. So once I heard, like, McMahon in the background, he was like, so uh, once Corbin beats Riddle... And I was like, spoiler alert! I didn't hear that! No, I didn't hear that! I mean, I knew what was happening, but... <laughs> yeah, like, he said, then we're gonna cut to blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well, thanks. No, I did not catch that. That's funny. That's hysterical. Alright. Yeah. We'll quickly, quickly, we'll move on to the clash. What so, is Corbin doing? So... Oh, dear God. Are, are you telling me that wrestling is scripted oh there he is he's back he's back his video is a little off but he's back okay next all right clash of champions real fast there's only three highlights there's only three matches of the show that I actually gave a shit about um sammy zane won the intercontinental championship match in a ladder match i am so freaking happy i love sammy zane he's a he i just love watching him be ridiculous and that over the, the top heel confused about because they were oh yeah! About that because they were like, "Boo, Sammy!" and and here he is in his chair going, "I'm dancing like an idiot." I was having, fun. I love his theme music. It's one of my favorite theme music in wrestling, like by far, my favorite. Um, Kelly, I don't know what uh, what of the clash you actually saw. Your thoughts on Sammy winning the IC in an epic ladder match? Uh, I'm a big fan of Sammy. I have not watched the Clash yet. Um, I don't watch Raw and SmackDown at all. Uh, I do watch the pay-per-views, but I'm currently one pay-per-view behind. I did know that happened, but uh, and I'm on board with it. Um, very on board with it. I thought about picking up SmackDown again, but how much more wrestling can I wedge into my life? Very, I'm not even very sure. <laughs> However, does Sammy... Did he re-win? Like, is he two-time? Or is he, did he retain? That's a very valid question. Did he retain the oh, title? I think of he's two-time. Yes. But if you ask Sammy, he is. He was always right. Intercontinental Champion, so it never, yes. never counted. It never counted. Um, and this also makes me wonder if somehow Jordan Devlin is going to pull the same stuff in NXT. If he gets to come back. Because yeah, he had he gets- some... He had some issues with me too, so. Yeah, so. So if he does come back, what they will do, because what I noticed on the website is they list uh, both Santos and Devlin as the. Well, there you go. I throw it to Sal, but Sal was too busy celebrating Easter on Sunday night, so he did not see the clash. Um, I was. So, and Kelly, yes, I said that correctly. So many questions that I don't know if I want to answer to. Yes, Kelly, I said that correctly. Sal was having Easter dinner with his family on Sunday. So, <laughs> um, if that's okay. not the most 2020 thing you've ever said, <laughs> it was our makeup date. <laughs> um, Drew McIntyre defeated Randy Orton to retain the WWE Championship in an endless match with the help of the ghost of Randy Orton, as that's so ugly put it when we were watching it. Um, I thought this was fun. I'm happy Drew retained. Honey, you watched it with me. Your thoughts? Can I get a service out of TV? Go ahead. <laughs> Um, number one, the Big Show's expressions are all amazing, like totally amazing. And number two, 
I think Shawn Michaels gave his first actual crotch chop in the longest time. Like normally he he'll go up here and he I mean he he was full DS. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 like, he was just up there <laughs> for a second ago. So, yeah, it was it was it was great. Yeah. Um so the only the only thing I was missing was seeing Edge come back, but obviously that's not going to happen right now. Um okay. dad, can you hear us? Just Oh, and on a side note, and it's really weird for me to say this, but Christian has gotten hotter with age, and I mean Christian with the H, not Christian with the R. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! So we lost Sal. We lost Sal. <laughs> that one. So I'm, I'm here. Oh my God! I'm just I'm hiding for a second. Oh yeah, yeah. Big Show clean or Big Show with a beard? Team beard. You're always All team the way beard. beard most guys. Not, I'm not surprised. And, and of course, Roman Reigns oh. defeated Jey Uso to retain the beautiful championship and probably yeah. one of the most, like, I don't know, I didn't expect to enjoy this match as much as I did. And maybe it was the fact that the storytelling was amazing. But, um, honey, your thoughts on this match? I thought it was great. It was, a, like you said, it was a very great storytelling match. Obviously, we all knew what was going to happen, but there were a few moments where I was, I thought, like, are they actually going to do this? Um, and I thought it was a good touch to have Jimmy come out and hobbling, um, but it was really great to see him. And yeah. just on a side note, Jay, Jimmy, I've always known. Yes, he yeah. has known the difference. It, it, it has been a joke for years. Um, Kelly. What's your thoughts on Roman without a shirt on? How much time you got? It sounds like it sounds like it's going to grow his business even further. Yeah, there so, there, there were go. a lot of women who I mean. He really doesn't do anything for She's me. She's all like, flustered. Look at her. <laughs> no, the, big, the big thing was when Moxley was shirtless for me. Uh -huh. Roman is too pretty. Like I feel like I, he, he's like a he's like a doll. Like <laughs> and the, the tattoo, of the nipple—that's just weird. So, like I said, my money was when Moxley took off his shirt. Oh, my favorite clearly, part. Really, I think that all I think all three members of the Shield once they got rid of the vest. Their stock went up. Uh, Sal, I think we have the name of our, our of our show. It's going to be the tattoo with the nipple. <laughs> I'm writing that out right now. Um, Sorry, Kelly. My favorite part, by the way, was this is the typical 12 year old response when CJ Roman comes out and she's like, "That nipple, though." <laughs> Scream! And he comes out. I'm like, "What the hell's happening?" Oh no! CJ said. No, CJ said, he said, dat nipple, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is life at her house all the time. All right. It looks like Dad, might, I don't know where Dad is. He dropped out, and I'm not sure where he is. So, um, whenever he comes back, he'll come back. Kelly, I'm going to throw it to you for the G1 real fast. Um, we'll do it real fast. I'd want to say something about the G1. I'm a little behind because I don't like watching with Jam T's commentary. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not a big fan. I like the American commentary, so I'm a little behind. But I got to say, I love, I want to be in this crowd 
with the Japanese audience, it sounds like they're having a freaking blast, even though they can't yell. Like, it is so much fun to watch. The clapping and the and the stomping. Yeah. And, yes, Dal, they're not allowed to yell, but they can stomp and they can clap. And they found ways to do chants while clapping. It has been so entertaining to watch. So, Kelly, you've been watching the shows like I have. Your hey. thoughts? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm caught up, except for the last two matches of today. Um, so, uh, and I'll try to wish them in somehow, this completely full day I have. But, um, yeah, it's it's been great uh, as a tournament already. Um, I What's interesting about this one, huh, if, you, if you pay attention to what the schedules are, and if you look at the schedule of matches, most years you can kind of tell who's going to be in the finals of both sides who's going to be in it because um they always end with a marquee matchup to decide the block uh what they did this year is that the last couple of days they aren't obvious at all which one's going to be the marquee match and which ones are not they they really clearly intended to um to kind of confuse us with uh what the what the main matches are going to be so um yeah you've already got some major stories going on like uh some of the best like tomohiro ishii is he going to be able to get on the board or is his time even as a kind of far up the guy uh crowd guy gonna uh, is it over um sonata is in a hole so what are they going to do with him because it seems like they were going to go all the way with him um and then uh, you've got a couple of unlikely guys with six points already. And I, I'm trying to be a little cryptic because you're behind. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's really unconventional. It's cool enough just that they're back and that they're able to pull off these shows. Um, but then to have intrigue on top of it. And it's last year I predicted the winners of both blocks and who would win the finals. And it didn't seem all that difficult. And it was a great tournament, but it was it, that did color my excitement. Um, but this year, um, yeah, I, it really feels up in the air. I think there's any one of like eight guys who could be in the finals. And it's just really, really a cool time right now. Yeah. A, a strange time to, uh, to have Harold May step down. <laughs> I got to agree. I have to agree. Um, so who do you have winning this year? I know me and Dab both predicted Jay White. Uh, I did too. I My tweet was Jay White defeating um, Sonata in the end. Uh, but it, given what's happened in the tournament so far, I actually am starting to see maybe an Okada win here. Uh, like Okada's never far from the top. Um, he's won this a couple times before, but just with the fact that the ones he, whoever wins has to defend the briefcase to be the number one chant, uh, number one contender for a few months and for a couple, t uh, a couple of times. And they always end up defending it against the people who beat them in the tournament. And Okada seems like he's got a couple main event matches already set up if he wins the tournament to defend against those guys. So given what's happened, I'm actually starting to see an Okada win, although I have to celebrate being right if Jay White is the winner. Fair cool. enough. So let's into the reason we're all here. 
take over. If this one comes like. That'll be the part of the song we don't hear on TakeOver this week. That is Corey Taylor, Culture Head. That, that's definitely going to be the part of the song we don't hear. Um, it is NXT TakeOver. Did you say Vulture Head? Culture Head. Oh, I said Vulture Head. No, I did not. All right. NXT TakeOver 31, because we can't think of an original title anymore because we're running out of names in the Orlando area. So, let's get to NXT TakeOver. First of all, Kelly, you, since you were on the call, did you hear anything about the NXT Tag Team Championship match that was maybe happening on the show? Uh, no, I, I didn't think the Tag Team Championship was going to make this show. Um, the Tag Team Championships and the Tag Team scene has just not really been there of late. Um, there's not enough teams to really promote it to that level. Um, and while they've got kind of a mid-card act as the champions right now it's just not a big enough deal to be um to be on the show proper so interestingly and i don't know if this has ever happened it's just all one-on-one -on -one matches on the show there's no no triple threats or our four ways and there's no tag matches it's just five singles matches so far as i can tell that's crazy but tonight they might throw us curveball yeah. yeah well we'll go with the card yeah. we have now people have people listening to this we are recorded before the final take nxt episode before takeover so if they add anything we can't do much about that because we have the show up already so let's do this we have five matches to go through we have kushida versus the internet's least favorite person in the world <laughs> velveteen dream um <laughs> sal what do you think here uh kushida sure. <laughs> i hope so honey for the fact that they're even entertaining the Velveteen Dream that they will give him the win. Um, I honestly feel like he should be a non-issue at this point, and I don't understand why he is still with the company. Um, I want Kushida. I think they're going to give it to Velveteen Dream because they seemingly love shoving him down our throats. No pun intended. Kelly? I would be shocked if Dream wins this match besides the fact that everybody's angry with him right now um kushida there are big plans in place for kushida which which was made very clear with the way that triple h was talking about how excited he was for triple for uh kushida's direction right now and if kushida lost this first feud match after his return with a much much uh more uh, a, cruel, a more cruel demeanor and a more aggressive demeanor, it really would just stop him dead. Um, I wouldn't be, I'm a little surprised this made it to the show, but given that it did, I think I would expect Kushida to beat him fairly decisively, and um, they might have to take Dream off TV again. Um, recently, not on this call, but on another previous media call 
they were asked about Velveteen Dream and Triple H just wouldn't be all that clear about it and uh, instead they they looked into it and they didn't find what they were looking for that's all he would say um, and it's it's really hard to say exactly what that means it's tough enough to um, to sift through it as it is but uh, but yeah that's that's all he would give so I would be stunned if Kushida didn't win this match that I echo comments because if you notice the last couple of matches as Kushida has had this more aggressive nature come out on him where he's not just kind of like fading into the woodwork. He's now standing out and to take that momentum away from him would just be an, a total injustice to the wrestler and the character. Um, here's the thing, Dream, I think the reason why he's not gone is I'm sure there's probably these uh, things in his contract that may not have him been uh, gone elsewhere. This is they won't renew his contract no matter of time until his contract runs out. I, I, I'm hoping Kushida wins this thing. I think I said that at the beginning. I'm not sure if I said it or not. So Kushida wins this thing hopefully. But you know what? If it was a WWE, I would say Velvet Team Dream would win just to spite the audience. But that's not how NXT usually works. So <laughs> let's, let's move on to the latest match that was announced. Um, Santos Escobar defending the Cruiserweight Championship against Isaiah Torres Scott. I think I would actually have picked Scott in here if they actually hyped this match more on TV. But they haven't been. So I don't see a reason why Santos Escobar would um, release the belt. Honey, what do you think? Thanks for the bathroom break. Oh, <laughs> damn. I mean, again, oh, like, they had, they haven't, oh, well, how does it feel now that the guys are the bathroom break and not the women? Valid, valid. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I just think that they have not given the cruiserweights the respect that I hope they would have moving them to NXT and it just feels like it's 205 light. I feel like this is what that matches. Fair enough, Dad. Uh, I see uh, uh, Mr. Scott winning the belt only because I think they want to have a wrestler holding the belt have that type of momentum and charisma and you have to look at where he's been in other organizations and to come here and now to get some sort of a push for him, this is good. And if they don't push him, then he's going to fade into the woodwork and no one's going to. So get a best time for him to get that push, to grab onto that title and basically get the crowd going and get the charisma and basically have that the title mean something when you defend it. Not that it looks like it's a nice trophy on your waist. Well, I, 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 I sometimes I wonder if Dad watches NXT, but I like your pick though. So you're going with Swerve Scott, Sal. I know you don't watch NXT. Tell your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, like you know, there's a lot going on, so there's too much to watch. Um, uh, I. You know what? Just because I really don't see any other title changing, I'm going to say title change. Just because. <laughs> uh, Kelly, go ahead. 
this is by far the match I'm most excited about, by far. Um, and it's <laughs> Santos Escobar has put the cruiserweight title. It's literally in the best shape it's been in in probably five, ten years. <laughs> and week to week, it has been amazing where they've put this championship in comparison to where it was. Um, yeah, I, I would go to the bathroom for all of the other matches combined over I would go to this one. This wow. is by far the one I'm most excited about, and I love, love, love where the Cruiserweight Championship is. It and the Women's Championship on this brand are by far the ones that have had the best storytelling of late. The, the Men's Championship was doing well, but it really got sidetracked by injury and the fact that they hot-shotted to Keith Lee uh, in, a, in a pretty clear ratings ploy. Um, and, but this has been, it's been in a great place. Now, what's weird is that for the last three, four weeks, that's when it took some weeks off right on the, right on the way to, uh, take over. It just seems like a really weird time to slow the momentum, um, of the, uh, of what's going on on this, on the show. I think that's uh, my problem with it is they never let it get the full credit it deserves. Right, and what happened with this takeover completely is that it seemed like they surprised themselves by um, by announcing it. Over. Like, they announced it, and then they, they were like, shit, we don't have any matches! Um, <laughs> and so all of a sudden, you got three multi-person matches on one show, and there's no time for any other storytelling, no time for slow burn, and this match is one of the ones that paid the price for that. Dollar point. Dollar I'm, point. I'm hoping it's a great match, but I just want them to continue the momentum after the match. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to pick Escobar here. This is Sophie's choice. I love both these guys. I, I like Swerve more, but I think what Santos is doing with the Cruiserweight Championship is just so good that I don't think it's time to take, him off, take it off him. But if Jordan Devlin comes back and wants his championship, they're going to want the championship on a baby face. So the question of where Jordan Devlin is and when he's coming back, that's going to be a humongous factor. That's a good point. I didn't think My about other that question way. is if they'll also build up the legato and maybe um, move the other two into a tag team that is worthy of going against uh, I actually thought they were going to do that this last yep. week. I expected them to be the ones, and I thought it'd be Legato. Exactly, that's what I was yeah. thinking too. I was surprised I just think they didn't pull that trigger. They're inching to the the line, but they're never going over it. And that's my issue. Right. Maybe Vince wants them up north, and they're going to be drafted. Very true. But we all know how well that worked for AOP and everyone else. <laughs> and everyone else, yeah. <laughs> all right, we we'll move on to the North American Championship match, which. Before I even get to the actual match, I think Wrestling Gang for one of my favorite headlines that Mandy pointed out to me that Johnny Gargano was defending the North American Championship against Johnny Gargano. That was one of my favorite headlines in the last like two weeks. <laughs> so thank you, Wrestling Gang, for that one. But um, the real match is DB Priest defending the North American Championship against Johnny Gargano. A match that kind of came out of nowhere, but not gonna lie, they can't have a takeover without Johnny Gargano. And or Tommaso Ciampa. So here we are. Um, honey, with you as the Gargano fan, what do you think here? Okay. I love Johnny. 
Um, I think Johnny is doing a fantastic job as a heel, which it pains me to say very much. Um, but I feel like Gargano reminds me of Shawn Michaels, which is why I like, like him. Um, and I feel like a lot of what Shawn did at Mania's was get people over. Um, cause if we all know his track record at Mania isn't the best, just like Johnny's track record at TakeOver isn't the best. Um, and I think they're going to use this as a way to give Priest a more credible championship reign. All right. Um, Dad, what do you think? I don't see a title change, um, but I see something happening where there's going to be some interference that's going to be done. I'm not sure on whose part. I think because it's going to involve Mrs. Johnny. Okay. We'll see them the next match we're having. So, Sal, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I see Damian Priest retaining. I mean, at, at this point, I feel like Gargano doesn't really need a title. Uh, he's doing perfectly fine right now as he is. So yeah. I say uh, Damian retaining. What Johnny needs is a new TV. Kelly, your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> what I think is really interesting about Gargano and what's kind of beautiful about this whole thing, even though they do be heels, is that Candice, for a long time, as good as she is, she was in a support role for uh, Johnny. Like, she wasn't able to really shine and be as good as she could be because she was propping up Johnny and enhancing his storylines. And now, in a way that they wouldn't have 10 years ago, he's giving back, and she's being the beneficiary. She's probably going to be in the main event because I think she and Eo will go on last. And... Um, and I, I, and he's just as good in this enhance in this uh, secondary role as he is in his primary role. So, um, you know, yeah, you, you don't pick Johnny for takeover because he's got like three wins and ten losses uh, or whatever it is. Uh, I, I do think what's so interesting about the North American Championship picture is that so many people come in. And we get asked on our podcast, uh, what do you think their ceiling is? And I'm like, oh, this person seems tailor-made for the North American Championship. And you just keep saying that. So it's just so crowded. Um, and, and I agree with, um, with uh, I think it was Mark who said, uh, Johnny doesn't really need a championship to be Johnny Gargano. Um, I, I think he's attraction all, all by himself. And, uh, and I don't think the time is now and Damian Priest is benefiting a lot from it, and I think the North American Championship will benefit from him having a strong reign. I almost think Johnny benefits more from not winning because I feel like he's much more interesting when he is going after something rather than when he does have it. And when he's whining about it. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, but I think, I think this heel turn is just showing how truly versatile he is, and I love the fact that he is not only open to but is playing the accessory to his wife yeah. and i think that just shows how far we've come mm -hmm. in storylines that he's kind of the the arm candy like when he came out with her i think that was fantastic so. yeah. yeah my my thing is is where does tomaso champa kind of fit in all this i mean are they going to renew their feud? Are they oh, going to no. reform their cake team or what? No, I, I, please, no, please, man. no. Keep Johnny and Tampa away from each other for a while, 
please. Please. Oh my God, please. I, <laughs> I love would, their feud. I would please. love for them to reform their tag team. I really would. Maybe. Maybe do DIY as heels. That might be fun. That might be fun. But like, I just don't see. There you go. Thank you, honey. Pat yourself on the back. Thank you. Uh, I just don't see the Ciampa Gargano feud at all, especially with them being uber heels now. I just can't see it. All right, we've, we've talked about her a couple times now, and then Kelly's saying this might be the main event. I could see it totally being the main event. It is the Women's Championship. It is Io Shirai defending against Candice LeRae. This is it's definitely going to be fun. I, I, like I said a minute ago, I personally loved Candice cutting this promo on Io Shirai while in the background Johnny Gargano is still <laughs> mourning over the loss of his TV to Tegan Knox. <laughs> in the background. That's one of my favorite promos in the last few weeks because he's shutting this super serious promo when he's shopping for a television. <laughs> That's not a definition of Candace and Johnny right now. I don't know what is it. Um, That's I, every married couple. Let's be serious. Valid point. But I think it's funny that they do that on television. I think it's funny. But, um, I, okay, I'll start with um, Mandy. Go ahead. Go for it. Women's match. Go for it. Um, number one, yes, I think it's going to be the main event. Uh, they have stolen the show before. I can see them stealing the show again. Um, and I honestly feel like this buildup for Candace has been um, kind of exponential. And I think that it is her time. I think it is time for the Poison Pixie to get a title. Um, she's always been the bridesmaid and never the bride. And um, I would love to see what she can do for NXT as champion. I don't, again, I don't think EO needs it. I don't think EO needs the belt. I think that Candace right now needs that legit legitimacy. And I also see EO going to the main roster sometime soon. And this would be the perfect way to get the belt off of her. Kelly, go ahead. On our show, we make a bad habit of always predicting losses and then people going up. But I'm predicting also that Shirai's going to lose and go up. Okay. Um, she. At this point, it seems like her story in NXT is pretty well told. Um, she didn't have all that long a, uh, a run, but the other thing is uh, there's a succession plan in place. The women's division in NXT is so strong, and uh, and on the main roster, it's kind of not. And um, it just seems like she could add to some depth there, whether as a tag or a single. She's got a lot to give up there, and uh, and I think that's what's going to happen here. Even a couple of weeks ago, I would have said probably not Candace's time, but just every single week, Candace just nails everything she's asked to do. Um, every dinner with the Gargano segment is gold. I really think she's going to be standing tall at the end of this show, um, and she's going to anchor that division for a little while. Um, I just had a thought that maybe their they're reason they've been keeping the belt on Asuka as long as they have is to set up Asuka versus EO. And an actual feud having EO come up. I could totally see them doing that. So, Absolutely. And now with that on my mind, I'm going to go with you two and stick with Can and go with Candice. Because I didn't even think about a call-up until you guys said it. And now I'm picturing of doing Oscar versus EO. So, and, and with the NXT women's division being as stacked as it is, a belt isn't needed mm -hmm. for certain people. Like, Rhea Ripley does not need a belt. EO Shirai does not need a belt. If they do decide to keep her in NXT, there are definitely other things that she can do. Plus, I was also thinking Candice LeRae as a heel, there's a lot more babyface women that can go up against Candice LeRae. That's another thing to put in perspective. So, Sal, go ahead. Um, it's it's going to be an interesting match. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I, I see Io Shirai retaining and then them doing a rematch in whatever, December or whatever, and then everything happening. 
Um, so I don't know. I just I feel like Io Shirai is going to retain whether it's going to be, you know, Candice LeRae trying to cheat and it failing or Johnny getting in the way or maybe just clean, whatever. Uh, but I, I don't know. I just I see Io Shirai retaining. I'm probably wrong, but that's it. I guess with the draft in a few weeks, I think I was kind of throwing these, this, this prediction in particular in a loop. Um, Dad, go ahead. Um, I was going to see you at first, but now I'm changing my mind. <laughs> Candace, Candace Wait, winning. look at us. We're really great at persuading people. <laughs> uh, we, know, we know who the heels of the podcast um, are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I see... Candace winning and the belt and basically uh because they're winning a belt she can tell Jenny I'm gonna buy you your brand new TV set because now I'm the champion. <laughs> oh, oh my god, that's that great. Would, that would be lovely. I that love would be that. Amazing. Oh, wait, that, know, would be, that would be fantastic, except he already ordered it. Like he okay, said, gonna pay for it for him. But now but now you can set up a storyline within the Gargano's is she has a belt and he has not. That'd be interesting. That definitely uh, I'm sure with her character, she's going to rub it in his face very well. And let's see how the dynamics come on, whether or not Johnny is going to, you know, be, yeah, I know I had my time. This is your time. Or if this is going to cause friction, we'll see what happens. Well, the good thing about the Gargano is it feels like there is never any friction, like ever. And that's what's fun like- about them. I feel like she's been the devoted wife. I think it's just time to let him be the devoted husband. True. And as a wife, there is no way in hell that I would let you have two big-ass TVs, so she better not buy him another one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The 80-inch. The, the yeah. Let, let's continue on. Last match on the card. It is Finn Balor. Damn, did, a lot of changed since the last time we did a takeover. Uh, Finn Balor defending the NFT Championship against Kyle O'Reilly. Boy, a lot has happened. Um, I'll throw it to Kelly first. This is an interesting match to have here. Go ahead. I'm really excited to see Kyle in a singles uh, program. I absolutely love him, um, and I'm excited about this. Kyle is actually the question that I posed on uh, the Triple H conference call. I asked uh, if this is – obviously, there were creative changes, and this wasn't going to be the time. And I insinuated, like, I know this wasn't going to be his time yet, probably, but um, was there a plan to elevate him to this single situation or is the timetable changing? And Triple H isn't always clear about, like he doesn't talk about the creative very much. He's not like kayfabe or anything, but he doesn't talk about how creative changes, but he was pretty forthcoming and said that, yeah, it wouldn't have happened this fast. And we would have liked to have a little more time to tell that story and to flesh it out. And for that reason, I'm picking Finn here. I wouldn't be stunned if Kyle is the next men's champion, but I think I'd be pretty surprised if it happens here. I think this might be the Kyle gains respect storyline and then um, in in a loss against uh, Finn, but then uh, the Kyle wins the championship is down the road. I I actually, that's a good good plan. I didn't think about it that way. Mandy, get um, I agree, but I'd like to take it a step further and say that um, I'd like to see UE try to interfere and O'Reilly getting upset about that, perhaps some friction with UE and kind of breaking them apart, making Kyle into um, a star. 
I think, um, unfortunately, he's played backseat so long to Cole and to even Strong um, that he needs to break away to give himself some legitimacy. Um, so do I think right now is the time? No. Um, I definitely think he will have the belt, just not now. Um, so, yeah. This feels a lot like, like when Ring of Honor was taking the impending belt on Kyle O'Reilly, and they didn't do it the first time, or even the second time, but took it the third time from the pound of the belt on him. That's what this kind of feels like to me, which is why I am going with Finn. But I do I do really, really think the belt will be on Kyle down the road. Um, Sal, go. I would love, 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 love to see Kyle O'Reilly win. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think that's happening at this particular event. Um, but yeah, I agree. I, I see Finn retaining and this is just going to that be that story that, that, sh that shows him breaking out as a single star. Dad, last go, go for it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, my heart is going with Kyle O'Reilly cause you want to give him this, his push his his time. Uh, but yeah, for Finn to drop the title this quickly, I don't think that's, it's going to happen. What I do see happening is basically Kyle telling his teammates saying, don't help me. Don't do this. I need to do this on my own. I have to do this on my own. I have to, I, there's something I want to get on my own. And I, I just want you guys to respect me because I want to do this and show you what I can do on my own and what I can get by being on my own. Um, mm -hmm. Now, whether or not, Things change with the draft shakeup graph. Who knows? But it's nice to see him to basically be singled out and have his character develop without the rest of the Undisputed Era. All right. I think that as long as the Undisputed Era is a thing, I think that it will be difficult for him to get out on his own. Um, something just came to mind. What if, I mean, they came out and they were so supportive of him, but... I feel like with Adam Cole, there would be some kind of a jealousy angle. And so what if he came out thinking that he was going to help O'Reilly, but in fact, he actually um, turns against him. Ooh, that's, that's intriguing. Mm. Kelly, what do you think? They have kind of, they've toyed with the idea of the Bullet Club, or at least Cole and Balor being on the same side. Um so I just, I feel like it's, it's definitely not going to be clean and I don't think we're going to have UE at the end of the night. Wow. That'd be, that'd be a great way to bring up UE. Wow. I'm not going to lie. Kelly, your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, Undisputed Era, it seems like they're in a, um, in a big change right now. And it seems like Cole and Kyle will end up on the babyface side while, uh, while Strong and Bobby remain heels. And it's not, I don't think how anyone would have drawn it up it's, it's very much like when, I mean, everybody knew it was going to be Dean Ambrose who turned on the shield, but it was Seth. Um, <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, it, we all thought it was going to be Dean because it's he's still just, one of the most shocking turns ever. Such a good <laughs> heel. And, um, and it wasn't. Um, and this isn't breaking the way people think it's, uh, it was going to either, which I think is the way to go. If everybody knows it's going to happen one way, then do something else. Um, and I'm really interested to see if Kyle and I think Kyle and Cole are both going to be faces at the end of this. What's going to be interesting is to see if they're allies or if they're just like kind of allies. Um, I don't think they'll try to hold on to that 
undisputed era name or anything like that. I think they'll just go away from it. Um, you can rebuild undisputed era with slightly different people, but I think at this point I'd be in favor of it just letting it end. Um, yeah. Because it was, it had a really, really good run. Um, Long run. But I think just let it end, even if Strong and uh, and Bobby are going to end up together. Um, just call them Strong Fish. Uh, probably not the best <laughs> name. Is, is Bobby still hurt? Um, I I think he might be. Uh, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I, I have this weird visual of a Cole O'Reilly fish strong like tag match. <laughs> I just have this weird like visual uh, of that in my head. <laughs> I don't know why. It made a bet to get NXT. You gotta look at it too, is that you know, for so long he and, and Bobby were, were red dragon and now this is his time to strike out as a singles competitor and say, I need to do this, I wanna do this, either you're gonna basically be there for me, and if you're great, if you're not gonna be there for me, then get out of the way. True. All right. Well, yeah, that fish, is okay. yeah, shot like six or eight years on him. And I think that um, fish is probably closer to the end of his career yeah. at this point, because he's, he's probably just about done. And so uh, might as well make a with Kyle. All right. Well, that's that. That's NXT takeover. I, I, I'm always looking forward to takeovers. I know this is not the top, top card, but I am looking forward to the show. So let's get out of here, Sal. How'd that sound? Okay. So, as we hit the music good shows, what are we closing the show with? Uh, this is the new Dan and Shay. Uh, it's called I Should Probably Go to Bed. <laughs> I love okay. the title. I love the title. All right, Sal, <laughs> take it away. Go. Uh, for more information on our show, including where you can listen, just go to theblakeandsashow.com, our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. And uh, please, for the love of God, leave a comment or leave a rating and review, and we will read it on Jim. Um, we are part of the Wisconsin Podcast Association. For more information, go to wisconsinpodcast.com, and we'll find out soon if we did indeed win for Comedy comedy Podcast of Wisconsin. We'll find out soon. Um, Dad, say your thing. Hey, as always, it's been your pleasure. And if you happen to live in a city where you have a wrestling independent organization, please patronize this organization because these are young men and women that are trying to make it in the world of wrestling, sports, entertainment. And you'll be amazed on what these young men can do. And they break their ass for you guys to show you what they can do to further enhance their careers in pro wrestling and sports entertainment. So please patronize these organizations and you'll be amazed on what these people can do. Honey, I think I'm the only one watching you. I'm the only one laughing at you right now. Like I'm the only one watching you. Um, honey, anything you want to plug? As always, it's been your pleasure because Dad missed that part. And uh, well, I said it. You didn't hear it. Did he say it? No, he did. Yes. He didn't say it. He didn't say it. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> anyway, as always, it's been your pleasure. I will be taking autographs, and it will cost people fifty dollars for me to reenact my Jay Uso dance. And... <laughs> oh shit! Excuse me. I'm sorry. I had problems. Um, Milwaukee mom. I have a post tomorrow about Hispanic Heritage Month. Wear the swimsuit, and you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter. Kelly, go ahead. Plugs. You can find me all over social media at Spooky Milk. I'm the host on PW Torch of Pro Wrestling, uh, PWT Talks NXT. Um, and I also do NXT eight years back. We are looking at uh, NXT eight years back to the day. That goes up every uh, every Saturday, I think. And, um, <laughs> and 
right now it's every Saturday because we do it like eight years to the day that uh, that it went up. So um, yeah, we we are doing that and um, and it's been a great time. Uh, looking back, we are still in Seth Rollins' opening uh, championship reign, just a month or two away from the formation of the Shield. So interesting times there. Ooh, yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to. I, I, I didn't watch this far back, so it's actually fun to listen to your show. I, I really am enjoying it. All right. Next week. Thanks, man. As I mentioned earlier in the show, we are doing a hockey-themed show to get through everything that's gone on in the last few months. We're going to have Mike on. He's racing. He's going to be here. We're going to talk about Bubble. We're going to talk about the draft, the awards, because we didn't get to do an award show this year, um, and all the other fun stuff that we has happened, including Henry Lowe leaving New York, which is a very big deal um, in hockey today. So there you go. All right. That all being said, Sal, let's get out of here. Thank you, honey, for coming on the show. This was awesome. Thank you, Kelly, for taking time out to come on. Anytime. And Sal, let's get out of here. I'm Blake. Sal? I'm Mark. We love you guys. And please, please follow the health safety guidelines. They're there for a reason. And you've been listening to the Blake and Sal Show. Have a good day, everybody. Go vote. Go vote. Wear a mask. See you. Social distance. A crowd of strangers and lovers. Someone told me that you were coming. So I should probably go to bed. Thank you so very much. Goodbye, and good night.